I admit to being freaked out about podcasting until I discovered Anchor. First off, it's free. It has creation tools that allow me to record and edit podcasts. Most importantly to me, it distributed my podcast to places like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and a lot of others. Yeah, it also allows me the opportunity to make money on my podcast, which is a win. But most important overall, it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. That's a huge win. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. The voice of the fan. Drop a bounce pass, throw down the rim rocker. Lay up off the glass, right past the shot blocker. I follow through like Kobe's is money. You can cash it. For news on LA hoops, come over to Peach Basket. Up to date sports, post game reports, debates and play by play coming straight off the court. The All right, the it is over. The offseason is over, and we're back. It's time to review the 2021 22 NBA season. We are excited to be back. Excited to talk basketball. Excited to have a semblance of basketball that is more like what we're used to. We went through two years of pandemic basketball, bubble basketball, abbreviated seasons, um, people out with you know health and safety reasons. It's been a rough couple of years for basketball fans, but uh, we're back. This will be a full schedule, uh, and again, we're hoping for some semblance of, 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 of normal this season. We're excited to start the season with a preview of the Western Conference champion, defending Western Conference champion, Phoenix Suns, and excited to uh, introduce you all to Nathaniel Malone. He's going to be covering the Suns for us this season. Yeah, he's new, uh, riding with us this season, and... Uh, he and I are going to talk Suns basketball. Uh, this is a great team that I think uh, might have um, flown under the radar last season. Um, certainly, we knew they'd be good with you know the addition of Chris Paul then, and with you know the time they went eight zero in the bubble, the only undefeated team in the bubble. So we knew they'd be good. But I don't think anybody expected them to get to the finals, to beat the Clippers in the Western Conference Finals. Um, but uh, they had a phenomenal year. Next year, they're not flying under anybody's radar. This is a team that uh, people expect to be good. This is a team with a big three that you see here on the screen if you're watching us um, on video. Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton, and Devin Booker. Uh, this is a team that's got a good supporting cast around them. Uh, what we're going to do, Nathaniel and I, we're going to talk about what's changed for the Suns this season, who's new on the team who is no longer with the team, what Nathaniel thinks is the team's ceiling this year. Um, what's, you know, what's the best that they can accomplish. Um, and then um, what, he, what he thinks is their biggest concern going into the 21, uh, 22 season. Uh, and finally, I'll ask him to make a bold prediction for uh, the Suns. Nathaniel, glad to have you with us, man. Thank you. Uh, did, uh, let me just ask you real quick. Did you have a good off season? Are you excited for basketball? Uh, yeah, I had a pretty good offseason. Uh, usually my offseason from basketball is filled with the start of football, you know, so sure. I'm always on sports, you know. Um, I am, it's funny when you were just talking about the, uh, the Suns saying how they, uh, how no one expected them to get that far. Honestly, I'm, I'm going to get to that in a minute, but I got, I got something to say about that too, uh, about this season. It's, it's not going to be easy. 
Yeah, did you say it's not going to be easy this season? It's not going to be easy. I mean, yeah, I got yeah, faith yeah. in my boys. I got faith in my boys, but um, um, but but we'll get into that. Yeah, no, no, no. Couldn't agree more. Uh, and I certainly understand, you know, we're sports guys. When one sport's over, we, we, we latch onto the other. I tweeted just yesterday that uh, yesterday was a great day because we had football, WNBA, NBA, baseball, all on one day. It's a nice time of year to be a basketball, well, actually a sports fan. Uh, yeah. So before we get into it, let me remind everybody, we're the Peach Basket, thepeachbasket.net. We are voice of the fan. We are home of fan experts. And we exist to amplify the voice of passionate basketball fans worldwide like yourselves. So thank you for joining us. We're excited to be here. We're excited to have Nathaniel with us. And we're excited to talk Phoenix Suns basketball. Let's get right to it. The Suns, uh, again, went to the finals last year. That is the, the cream mm-hmm. of the crop first uh, first time for CP3. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know that they needed to change too much. But, you know, and they didn't really. The core is still there. Let's start with who is new to the team um, for the Suns this season. Um, yeah, uh, as you were saying that, I'm like, I used to think the same thing. I'm like, you know, continuity, I feel like it's a very important factor, especially if yeah. you were just on the verge. Why, why change anything? But as I went down the roster and I looked at the players that weren't there, I mean, that are there no longer in the players that they brought in. Mm-hmm. Down the board, they got better in some category, some way. Whether it was somebody, they brought in somebody who can pass. They brought somebody who 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 can spell their big man. You know, because DeAndre Aiden was kind of by himself, especially when Sarge went down. I mean, it was. So they brought in players, and, and I'll speak about a few of them. It's only five new players. Um. Uh, the first one I speak about is Chandler Hutchinson. Um, they got him this year in free agency. He's a six-six guard forward, kind of a tweener. He reminds me of Kyle Kuzma a little bit. You know, he's not exactly a outstanding forward. More like one of those wings nowadays. He got like these six-six, six-five wings. So three and D. You know, they like to say three and D. Mm-hmm. like that. Um, uh, he played for the Wizards last year, averaging about five points on 15 minutes. So you know, he's solid. He's a good. Uh, he's a good pine rider, as they say. He's a good, good guy off the bench who can come in, give us a little bit of points. I'm not sure his kind of minutes he'll get. Maybe he's going to make somebody feel good in in, uh, in camp, and maybe he can get 20 minutes. Man, I don't know. But uh, I'm, um, I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing because a lot of our guys that we lost only average about three to four points anyway. So we need somebody who averaged five. That's nice. You know, we we, we got <laughs> that's up an there. upgrade. So, <laughs> uh, these numbers don't really jump off the page, but they are better than the stats of some of the ex players, such as Langston Galloway and Etwan Moore, both of which managed to only average four points in contests with uh, eleven and fourteen. So, um, and uh, uh, another new player we have is the three-year well, Daniel. Junior. Let, me, let me stop you for just a minute before you move on from Chandler. Oh. I, 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 I never, I, I'll be honest with you. I'd never heard of him. I, did, I don't know who Chandler Hutchinson is, but I clicked on him because I needed to, you know, to talk intelligently mm. to you about him. He yeah, is from yeah. my hometown. He's from Mission Viejo, California. That is literally uh, five minutes <laughs> from where I live. That's crazy. So mm-hmm. I'm now a Chandler Hutchinson fan. Yeah, that's crazy. We don't, I don't know that we've got any NBA players from this area. 
That's actually very cool. So anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Who's next? You don't you don't recognize his face a little. I, I wasn't too sure, familiar with his name, but I recognize his face a little bit. No man, I I'm looking at him and I, I can't even place him. Uh, he played for the Bulls too. You know, I my allegiance is to the Western Conference. I think you know that's yeah, that's part of why yeah. you know. Um, yeah, I get it. So sure. yeah, but no, that's cool. I, I know him now and I'm a fan just because of where he's from. So who's next? All right, um, our next new player. He's a three-year junior. This is uh, his third year in the league. Landry Shamit. Yep. Um, you know, um, I like Shamit a lot. He was with the Clippers, and I think he did good there. And uh, right now, he's in year four with his fourth team. So now we're, you know, he's on pace to yeah. if he plays twelve years, he'll be on twelve teams. So, um. <laughs> He his best attribute I think is his consistency because uh he's a career forty one percent field goal percentage and he, he doesn't dip down and he doesn't really get much better. So and but but forty one isn't bad. That's kinda on pace with some of the good shooters of the league. Some of the, mm-hmm. the commonplace shooters I should say. Not the best, but because you know, Curry is otherworldly, like forty eight, forty nine, fifty and this. So, you know, but he he's on pace with I think is the average. Shooting, shooting percentage, I should say. Um, um, he's helpful because the last thing the Suns need are below-average shooters. So now we get, now we get an average shooter. Last year, he averaged almost nine and a half points on twenty-three minutes a game. So, you know, I think he'll be a good part of our second unit because last year our second unit was a very, it was a very important part. Cameron Payne uh-huh. came in. And uh, we had guys like Sarge coming in and spelling DeAndre. We had guys like Javon Carter, who was good at playing, who was good at playing the point when CP3 needed to take a break. Devin Booker, even though a lot of times he played a good 40 minutes, you still need someone who can take over for him in case, God forbid, but in case you know maybe he deals with a hamstring or nowadays you're doing this load management thing, so. Who well, you know, we need people who can come in and help out with that thing because I, I would hate to use him so hard in the regular season that he's just burned out by the time, you know, April, you know. Yeah. May. But uh, now I can talk a little bit about Landry Shamit. Uh, being an yeah, L.A. guy, yeah. I, I know him yeah. well. Uh, he, I thought he was great for the Clippers. He hit the biggest shot uh, for the Clippers to date. Uh, when they came back mm. from 30-some-odd points down against Golden State Warriors, he hit the shot that put him in the lead. Um, he's a good player, a good uh, good shooter. Uh, it doesn't look good, and you talked about it. This is his fourth team in four seasons. That's never a good look. But I just yeah. think he's got to find his the right spot. He's got to find – you know, uh, it, yeah. it, oftentimes you can have great players who are in the wrong system. Yeah. And, and I don't know Absolutely. that he's been in the right system to really you know excel – uh, hopefully the Suns do that for him. I think it's a good fit for him. I think that the Phoenix Suns are going to love him. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I mean, you're talking about a guy who should be a double-digit score for you all off the bench. That's a win. That's a win. Yeah. And, and and a lot of times, I, you know, you look at averages, okay, he averaged nine and a half points, but I, there's no doubt in my mind there were some games he scored 12, 15, 16. Oh, yeah. So, so I mean I'm I mean I'm not sure what he does other than shoot. Uh, I don't know if he's passing pretty good. I don't know if he can get a couple boards, but I mean if we can just last year we weren't the best at shooting, even though we kept on shooting. We, I mean we was just shooting, 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 shoot. I mean even Devin Booker, he's a he can shoot a little bit, but 
even him, he he isn't one of the, the top three point shooters. I mean, he's like he's like middle thirty, low thirty. I mean, mm-hmm. but he's young. I like I like our team. We're young. We're not like the Lakers. They they are retirement city. Old. Hang on, man. Hang on. Let's not go down that rabbit hole. Uh, so <laughs> we will later, though. I promise. So who's next after Landry? Okay. Uh, I think this might be a case of getting the biggest name you can get for the lowest price. We got JaVale McGee, which I think everyone in the league knows who JaVale McGee is. Sure. So I think he might be the biggest name that we picked up. Um, it's a little bit of a head scratcher to me, even though I know we needed a, a big man to spell DeAndre, and I'm not sure if Sarge is even playing this year. But I, I just I wish we had a looked around. I mean, there's no one else we could have gotten. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and bash him because he's on my team now, so I have to care about him. Kind of like when I, Joe Flacco came to my Broncos, I had to – all right. I don't like Joe. I don't like him, but I got to love him now. He's my quarterback. But, um, I mean, he, he averaged 5.3 rebounds, and Devin Booker averaged 4.2. So, uh, I mean, he's seven foot tall. I mean, for a career, he, he's he's never averaged more than six rebounds. But I'm not going to get on him about it, you know. Um, I'm sure he's going to be the backup guy, kind of like he was to Dwight in Lake, when he was with the Lakers, kind of like he was – to Jokic when he was with the Nuggets. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what he can do for us. Um, um, some say he offers a defensive presence, but honestly, I think he bites too much on fakes. Um, and I'm just being totally honest with you. I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat anything and say, oh, oh, we got all the best players. No, no. He bites on fakes. His blocks are lucky. He averaged a block last year again. The block he came last year is, isn't bad. Um, I think I think no one in the league has averaged more blocks than Rudy Gobert or, you know, or I think someone was talking about Time Lord. Like, he was, you know, but, but you know, he's seven foot tall. You, you should be able to get a block again, you know. So, I think he offers a little bit of something, enough that they would put pen to paper, gave him some money. We'll see what he can do. Um, but, you know, nowadays the NBA is very notorious for the trade deadline being like a chopping block. I mean, if you're not good by time then, you're out, you know, so. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens between the uh, throughout the year. Um, yeah. And to give you a kind yeah. of comparison to him and DeAndre, DeAndre averaged yeah. ten rebounds a game every year. He's been in the league all three years. So. Yeah, I've always called, and we talked about this before. I always thought of JaVale McGee as a poor man's DeAndre Jordan, right? And DeAndre is a good player, <laughs> solid player, but never been an All Star. Never been, you know. He, he, you know, a go-to guy. That's just not who he is. Yeah. He's a guy who you yeah. don't have to call plays for. Who's going to yeah. play adequate defense, sometimes really mm. good defense. Uh, who's going to yeah. clog up the middle, and that's who Javale is, right? Um, Javale mm-hmm. is like Landry in that he's been with a lot of teams. I counted nine in his thirteen seasons, um, but he's always he's he's just good enough to stick around right um and uh man you can't fault a guy for that you know so yeah. i like him i i get the feeling i or i say i should say the impression that he's a good locker room guy too people like him yeah. um yeah. and there's some value there but but uh yeah he's going to get a lot of minutes uh behind Aiton. 
Uh, and Saric mm-hmm. has said he wants to come back this season, but you know that doesn't mean he's going to. And even if he does, how impactful he's going to be is mm-hmm. is a question. So, um, yeah, McGee is going to be a, a big piece of of the pie here because he's going to get a lot of minutes, I think, behind uh, behind uh, the big centers, um, Aiton. Yeah. All right, uh, mm-hmm. is that everybody or uh, anybody else? Um, in? I know that's those are the big yeah. ones. Yeah. Uh, well. Well. Just to find big. I mean, we, I think we got one more player that I think you would know. But this other guy, I'm pretty sure you might not know. Um, it's two more players. Uh, the fourth new addition is, Ch- is I don't want to butcher his name, Chasan Randall. It might be chasing Randall. Chasan Randall, a point guard who right. he last year played 41 games for Orlando, clocking 21 minutes a game and almost seven points. He adds a backcourt, um, you know, a, a solid backcourt player for us because – I think that's what really helped us last year with Javon and Cameron Payne. And we still have Payne. I don't know what happened with the contract issues or why some of our players who I felt were kind of the glue. Um, we'll speak about that in a minute. Tory Craig, the guy I wish we didn't lose. But um, but I think that we added players who can give us things that we that, that last year helped us because you want to follow that blueprint, I think. You don't want to yeah. scrap it and try something new. But at the same time, even though continuity is good, I think it's important not to be complacent. You know, you don't want to say, all right, we're good here. We did this. I don't want to change nothing, you know, because better believe everyone else is changing something. Sure. Um, exactly right. Let me just comment a little on Randall because, yeah, you're right. I I never heard of this guy. But this is a four-year senior from Stanford who went undrafted. Players like that I've always got a soft spot in my heart for. This is a guy Mm -hmm. who loved the game. Um, fought to stay in the game and, you know, has had five years of service in the NBA um, playing for some really good teams like Landry, like JaVale. He's played for a lot of teams in his, in his time, but um, you know uh, yeah, he's carved out a a pretty solid career for him. And and you just never know when guys like these, like this, you know, like uh, have a breakout season and and this might be one for him. You never know. He's, he's a little older, but uh, he's not old. (laughs) um, 28. Uh, but yeah, interesting. I, this is why I love talking, uh, you know, about other teams because I get to yeah. kind of introduce myself to other players. Um, you said there was a fifth new guy. Yes, sir. The last new guy, and I'm sure you know him. You've heard of his name. It's uh, Alfred Payton. Uh, he's a career double-digit scorer, coming off a solid 23-minute, 10 points a game season with the New York Knicks last year. Um, I think this is. One of the best signs. I think Landry Shaman is a good sign, but Alfred Payton, I mean, he's combo guard. That's 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 the he that's this that's the two, that's the one, maybe even small ball three. I like Alfred Payton a lot. Um I know him back when he had like the crazy hair. He's cut it down now. Um yeah. from my memory. I think he's cut it down, but uh he did. Um he just offers solid production off the bench. A lot of these players, I think, are going to be bench players. Um, I think our sure. solid core is set. I think it's set. Um, you know, maybe Cam Johnson might not start at small forward. I'm not sure. That's up for debate. Um, and, and and I'm not sure who our power forward is. Probably Jay Crowder again. I think he was last year, Jay Crowder. But, uh, you know, um, I think we got a pretty elite force of pine riders. I like to call them pine riders. Yeah, no, absolutely. It, 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 it's clear we haven't got into who they lost, uh, although you hinted a little bit of it. Of it but it, it's clear to me that this team got better. 
Uh, Alfred Payton yeah. is a solid player. What you look for, I think, for, yeah. for bench players or guys that are a little bit more veteran, right? Late 20s have been in the mm. league for a while that aren't going to make big mistakes. Um, and Alfred Payton's a solid defender, too. He, you know, you, you, you kind of stole my thunder. I was going to bring up the hair because that's always, <laughs> that's how I remembered him. That's how most people did. But now I think yeah. of him as a solid player. He's, he's more than just the hair. Uh, so good for him. Yeah. That's a solid pickup. Um, let's transition then. What's that? Go ahead. Sorry. No, I was saying, uh, Lonnie Walker too, with the hair. Oh, there players, you go. I remember just straight off the hair. Yeah, and, and if you go old school, Doctor Julius, uh, Doctor J, uh, he was the uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> he, he was he was the first guy who was known for his hair as much as for his game early on. Anyway, um, yes, all right, let's talk about who they lost. I, I know you hinted at it a little bit, um, mm-hmm. and, and I, you know there were you know at least one big piece, right? Go ahead. Who won't be with the Suns this season? Okay, well, I already spoke on Tory Craig. I like right. Tory Craig. I thought he was a great defender. One thing in this league you cannot have enough of are defenders. You you can't have yeah. enough of shooters. I think everyone in your, in your team should be able to shoot a little bit, but you cannot have enough defenders. Really, you can't. Uh, I'm not sure what happened. I don't really think we have any money, honestly. I don't think we do. But um, wherever he goes, I wish him luck. Uh, Devon Carter is no longer with us. He was a good player to spell CP3. Because CP3, it almost seemed like he didn't come alive until the third quarter sometimes, you know. He was kind of he kind of a slower pace kind of guy. He kind of feels the game out, and so mm-hmm. when he sits down, when he sits down, you know, I don't know if he gets tired. You know, he's an older guy. It's nice to have that guy who's also good at running the offense to jump in for. I'm not sure who will be right behind him this year, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, we technically lost Damian Jones, but we lost him a long time ago, not in the offseason. So I'm not going to count him. Tyshawn Alexander. Your guy who averaged like 1.7 points, you know, you know, um, you know, he was he was nothing special. Um, so as I'm going to list, I'm not seeing a whole lot of players that you know. Etwan Moore he averaged like four points on 11 minutes, you know, uh, minuscule, minuscule. Um, Langston yeah. Galloway, I kind of like Langston Galloway. Um, I didn't know him too well, but as I watched some of the Suns games and I looked at his his own stats, um, he didn't do anything that jumped off the page. He only averaged four points, um, but um, he was a shooter. And one thing I told you, we can't have enough of a shooter. I mean, every single team in this league shoots the ball. It's it, I mean, it's it's analytical. Everything is analytical. You know, uh, you have to be able to shoot the three pointer if you want to go toe to toe with teams like the Lakers or teams like the the Warriors or uh, if you remember that Cavs team uh, with LeBron, you know, with Kyle, Kyle Corver, J.R. Smith, they, they were great shooters, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just need that. That's that's If you're mixing a super – if you're mixing a, a, a finals soup, you need shooters. Yeah. I mean, you need – like, I like to add salt. I think shooters are the salt. I add a whole bunch of salt when I'm cooking something. <laughs> you, you know All right. <laughs> All right. That 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 would be an interesting article, right? The ingredients <laughs> needed for uh, for for a finals appearance: uh, a little salt, a little pepper, a little paprika. <laughs> who is what? Uh, that, that's that, that's that's very interesting. Throughout the season, I like to kind of come back to the numbers. You mentioned analytics, and there's you know there's a whole 
um, you know, carved out, um, you know, work ethic or, around that or just kind of divisions that, that teams employ now around analytics. And obviously there's great value there. But to me, I, oftentimes it comes down to the numbers. And I think when you look at who, who left against who the Suns got, the numbers went up. There's more scoring. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it sounds it, it looks to be like, like better veteran leadership. Defensively, they mm. might have stayed the same. Uh, this team got better. Uh, would mm. you say? Because it sure looks like it to me. I would say we got better, at least on paper. Like I say, on paper, right. we still have to play yeah. the games. But... Yep. yep, yep, yep. Right on. Well, great segue then to the next question. This team went to the finals last season and competed uh, against a very good, very powerful, very strong Bucks team, the ultimate champ, or, or the uh, the uh, the ultimate champ, uh, the, the team that won it all. Um, so clearly, the Suns team is good. They got better. So, I mean, that in and of itself might say all we need, all, all I need to hear. But if I'm asking you, what is the team ceiling? What's your answer? What is the best this team can hope for in this coming season? Well, one thing I well, let's start by saying this: um, they were the second best team in the West. They had the, yeah. uh, they were one game behind the Jazz. I don't think they will be the number two team in the West this year. Unfortunately, I do think they'll be in the in the playoffs. But you don't have to be the number two team or number one team to really make a splash. Sure. Um, I think they'll be fine. They, they'll be somewhere around the fourth or the third. And the reason I say that is because I think we're witnessing the re the the, the revamping of the of that Golden State Warriors team. And uh, who knows how good that Lakers team will be? So that just drops some two spots right there. I don't believe on paper we're better than them. But then again. I do say our ceiling is in the playoff. We have a playoff appearance. And then once the playoff time comes, you know, it's just, it's luck, grit, heart, yeah. energy. It just, it just comes yeah. to health. <laughs> and that's a big problem too. CB3 is now 37, I want to say. Yeah. Um, and he, he shouldered a lot of our scoring last year. If he goes down, Jose, uh, it's not looking good. He shouldered a lot of scoring. There were times when Devin Booker wasn't playing particularly well. And I can go back to a couple games. He scored only six points. Sometimes he scored only 10 points. And CP3 came through with 30. Or, yeah. or you know, so, you know, or sometimes he, he moved the rock. He got 12 assists, 11 assists, 10 assists. And that's not something you can sleep on. That's a good amount of passing. That's, and it probably would have been 15, but maybe Aiden missed a shot. Maybe someone else missed a shot, you know. Right. So I think that our ceiling definitely is playoff bound. And... Well, you know, like I said, once the playoff comes, it's health, grit, heart, determination. It just comes down to you. So, um, you know, but uh, uh, also I wanted to throw this in here. Uh, if you look at our team, I look back, I look down the uh, the numbers on our team. We still have our three leading uh, block leaders. We still have our three leading rebound leaders. We still have our three leading scorers. We still have our three leading assist leaders. Uh we still have our three leading field goal percentage uh, shot makers. Uh, we still have three of our best three point shooters. So nothing really changed on the on the like the best of the team aspect. But some of the lower tier, like like uh, I'm trying to think of a good analogy, like 
Um, I can't think of a good one at the moment. Maybe, maybe like uh, you didn't change the outside. It's still pretty on the outside. We just kind of went in and changed a little bit of the inner workings. We threw a couple right. guys out, brought in some new guys. It still looks all still some some more same the same uh same color, the same pattern, but we changed some things that were on the inside or you know. I got you. I got you. Yeah, a little tweaking, man. Just a little fine tuning yeah. is what happened. <laughs> Chris Paul is thirty six. He's going to be thirty seven at the season at the end of the season. What scares me uh, about CP and you brought it up um, mm-hmm. is you know smaller point guards in the NBA they tend mm-hmm. to fall off a cliff pretty quickly. But um, and by that I mean you know their 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 production falls off pretty quickly mm-hmm. uh, I, cp last season was remarkable uh, at his age yeah. you know to, to do what he did and nine points throughout the regular season uh, 16 points rather nine assists and you mentioned in in, in the playoffs he just it was amazing took i mean over. he oh, yeah. he took over right? he absolutely yeah. took over he did what kind of what devin booker should have been doing you know in terms of, yeah. of really owning that that closer role he was the closer yeah. i think this season devin booker's got to take a step up Devin mm-hmm. Booker's got to be that closer. If they can really, you know, you mentioned load management. If they can be very careful with CP's time um, and let him take some time off and make sure he gets to the playoffs healthy, he could do oh, yeah. what he did in the last season, this season. But getting there healthy is going to be, that's a big ask um, yeah. for a guy who's going to be 37 uh, when, when the playoffs come around. So, um this might be the answer, but I'll ask the question anyway. Is that your biggest concern for this this uh, Suns team going into the season? Health. Reason, um, am I allowed to have more than one big concern? Absolutely, you can. Um, that's one of my big concerns. I don't know if it is my biggest concern. I, don't, I won't say CP3 is my biggest concern, only because he's proven to only get hurt in the playoffs. So at least he gave us a chance to get there. So I I'll leave that alone. He usually only gets his biggest injury, like that hamstring. Oh man, that hamstring is terrible in the playoffs. But we've shown a we we almost got through the entire uh, the entire uh, um, Lakers without him. I mean, he didn't really do too much against the Lakers. We can say that he was mm-hmm. dealing with like his shoulder, I think, and um, I I don't want to get it wrong, but I think it was. I think it was the Nuggets that we were up two games, and then he came back, and then he kind of just closed the door on the Nuggets um, for a uh, 4-0 sweep, you know. So we were all right without him. I would love to have him. But my biggest concern, I think, is just the development of our two stars. CB3 is a star, but this could possibly be his last season or maybe yeah. the one after that. Our two stars are Devin Booker and DeAndre, and I think everyone would agree on that. I want to mm-hmm. see DeAndre Aiden own his role as a stretch five. I heard someone say he was a stretch five. I don't think he's a stretch five. Um, no. Last year, I think he only shot one three-pointer. No, I take it back. He only made one three-pointer. I think he only shot like seven, something like that. I might right. be wrong, but he's, he shot a very low number, way lower than he did the year before that. I think he's starting to realize, okay, I'm not that good at this. <laughs> um, I want to see him get a little better at it, you know, you know, be like a Jokic or, or be like Anthony Davis, someone who can stretch out the court. I think that'll help us a lot because it looked like sometimes uh, during some of the uh, series, 
it was really mucky inside the middle. It was just bodies and bodies and bodies. I'm like, get some of these guys out of here. Everybody get around the perimeter a little bit. I mean, you know, but I think they, you know, teams teams watch uh, games just like we watch games. And teams look at analytics just like we look at analytics. They know mm-hmm. he don't shoot those three-pointers, so they ain't going to guard him out there. Why do you think every time Ben Simmons steps out the three-point line, now it's uh, four on five? Sure. So, so my my biggest concern is just making sure our our teams, our, our two biggest players, develop. You know, I want to see Devin Booker not rely on that jump shot so much. I like his inside game. I thought sometimes he relied on that jump shot too much, and it showed. Remember that game um, in the finals? They were two all against the Bucks, and we thought it was over. And went to Milwaukee, and, and Devin Booker, I think he only scored like seven points. Now, he revealed he had some kind of a minor injury. But my thing is, he, he didn't play well. Another team, did, the other uh, players didn't play that well either. I think CPT only had 19 points. But my thing is, Devin Booker relies on that jump shot so heavily. And I don't yeah. even think he's that good of a three-point shooter at all. But he could get better. And that's what he needs to do. That's my biggest concern. Completely agree with you on Booker. Uh, I think he, he's been wanting to take that Kobe mantle. Uh, he was very close yeah. to Kobe. Um, yeah, and, yeah. you know, he, he learned from Kobe. And, and, and I, listen, I want to see that for him as well. I want to see that for Jason Tatum, who's also very close to Kobe. Um, mm. He's got to take a step up this season. He's got to be a reliable closer for the Suns. I, I could not agree with you more. It can't be shouldered by CP3. Uh, he just can't. Um, Aiton is, is, is an interesting story because uh, I like his game. He's an old-fashioned center. He does clog the middle. He has, I had to look it up. He has shot 37 threes in his career, right? And guys like CP3 yeah. and Devin Booker shoot 37 threes in the first 15 minutes of practice, right? He shot 37 <laughs> threes his entire career. He's made seven. I just don't know um, if he's going to ever get that in in his game. You, you know, you just you, you never know. But that's a career eighteen percent, nineteen percent rounding yeah. up. That I, I, listen, I'll be straight with you. I can shoot nineteen percent from the three point line. <laughs> I could, I absolutely could. That's with nobody guarding me though. So, but it's, I don't know that. It's that's funny. Oh, yeah, I, I, it's funny though because. I literally heard someone call him a stretch five, and I had to look at him like, "How is he a stretch five? I don't know if it's because he's uh, in college. Because he's a five college. and he's tall. <laughs> That's the only <laughs> way he's a stretch five. Yeah, that that just does make any sense. I, I listen if I, if I'm his coach, if I'm his agent, if if I have his ear, I would tell him you know learn to dominate the way Shaq dominated. Uh, Shaq mm-hmm. never, you know, he didn't shoot threes. And he was, yeah. you know, the best player uh, in, in in the league uh, at a point in his career. I think Aiton, and listen, the game has changed. You said it before. The game is played outside the three-point line now. We're getting 100 yeah. uh, NBA. In, 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 in an NBA game, it's not unusual to see 100 shots from beyond the arc. The game has changed. But I think DeAndre Aiton has got to play to his strengths, man. And he is an Definitely. unbelievably good rebounder. A great shot blocker, yeah. really good defender. Play to those strengths, man. Oh, yeah. I think he if he makes his strengths stronger. If he doesn't worry so much about the things he can't do, and just works on getting the, being the best at what he's good at, 
he would be an unbelievably dominant force. Um, Absolutely. So, yeah, we'll see. But I agree with you. I mean, the game has changed. You've got to be able to at least, you know, make a mid-range shot, which he was pretty good at. But I just don't know if he'll ever be able to pull his game out to the arc. Um, but we'll see. That, that That's a great, you know, that's great concern because they do – when you look at those three that are on our screen right now, it is Booker and Aiden that are going to – kind of drive the Suns forward. It can't be CP3. Uh, so I couldn't agree with you more. Let's finish with this. Uh, and I left this as, as, as an optional piece. Uh, we're going to be covering uh, other teams throughout the week. I've asked everybody who's doing one of these uh, for a bold prediction for their team. Nathaniel, I know you've got one. What is your bold prediction for the Phoenix Suns in 2021-22? A bold prediction. We're back to 82-game season, so my bold prediction is we will lose no longer than 60 games. No lower than 60 games, I'm sorry. We will not lose less than 60, but I'm not going to promise we'll, we'll, we'll win like – we'll be like number two or number number one. I see us around three or four, but I don't see us losing any less than 60 games. I don't I don't see how that's possible. I mean, last year I think it was a 73-game season, and we only lost like 20 games. So, um, I think we'll be somewhere like, uh, let me see, I got to do the math, uh, 82, subtract 60, uh, I think it's, uh, 22, so, um, yeah. We'll so, you're looking at a 60-game season, 60 wins, 60 wins, 22 losses, give or take. Yes, sir. Yeah, give or okay. take, yeah. Okay. That's what I'm looking at. And I think that's a pretty good see- somewhere to shoot. No, listen, that's a great season. And, and I'm going back now to you thinking that they're going to fall behind the war. So if they finish at 60, the Warriors and Lakers are going to be 60 plus. I mean, I, that. I think it's possible the Warriors and Lakers could be 60 plus. I really think that's wow. possible. I, I wow. don't know. You, you are you are you are you thinking that's not? You're a Clippers guy, though, so you want Kawhi. No, no, no. Listen, listen. I tell people all the time, I'm not a Clipper guy. I'm not a Laker guy. I'm an L.A. guy. I love good basketball, and they both play good basketball. I I know. I get a lot of grief for that. But, yeah, I did I did follow the Clippers. I did write uh, for the Clippers uh, for another site. Um, but, no, I, the only reason I think it might be difficult is because the Suns, the Warriors, and the Lakers are going to play each other a lot. Um, and mm-hmm. you know, being in the Western Conference, being in the same division, it's going to be difficult uh, for any one of those teams to have that many wins. Um, but you know, and, and the East got better, right? The East is you know, it, it used to be you'd play some teams in the East and you just knew you were getting that W, right? You just showed up. Yeah. It's not like yeah. that anymore. Chicago's good. Obviously, the Heat's good. The Bucks are good. Uh, Toronto, uh, you know, might not be as good, but I think they're still a good team. Right. Um, so it's going to be tough. I, I think sixty well, wins is going to well, is going to win the West. It, it, it very it very well might. I, I might have been wrong about saying they'll only be third, but um, the reason I say that they'll. Hey, hey I'm on the phone. I'm sorry. The reason I say that they'll, they'll only win. Uh, the reason I say that they'll win 60 games, and I didn't mean to say only win. They probably might win. Who knows? I don't know. But the reason I say 60 is because, one, they were just there. You you don't know how it feels to be right there. I mean, I remember I was playing football, high school football. We were right there. We lost. And the next year, 
We went 22 and 0. We won every single game, including every playoff game. We were hungry. We were angry. So they're hungry for one. They're angry for two. They got better as we discussed. They got better. Right. Right. I think I think number four, I think it just it just adds a little bit when you have a team who uh uh when you have a guy on your team who who really just wants I mean LeBron's got he's had his time. I don't think I don't want to be like this, but I don't think LeBron cares about winning another championship as much as he does about hitting that all-time points record. That's what mm-hmm. he's in it for. He wants that all-time point. He doesn't want another championship. He probably wants one, but as you saw last year, I mean, LeBron was angry. He was, like, walking up the court. If he wanted to, he, they could have beat the Suns. They could have. They were down by, like, six at one point. He was, like, walking, and, like, he was angry, like, throwing the ball. I'm like, come on. Um, Stephen Curry, he has his rings. You know, a lot of the teams with the best players, they have their rings. Chris Paul was here so bad, I think he might murder somebody for it. <laughs> so that's why I say they're going to be really good this year. He's not letting nobody okay. stop them from from winning these. You know, what I'm saying. I got you. So. I got you. Well, that is an absolute bull prediction. All right, man. We'll leave it on that. Uh, I think any way you slice the pie, the Suns are going to be an exciting team, a good team, mm-hmm. absolutely a contender in the very difficult Western Conference. Nathaniel, yes, thanks for is. the time, man. I'm excited to read your stuff throughout the season. I'm excited to follow the Suns. I'm excited to be introduced to some new players that I can't wait to follow. Um, thank you again. Uh, uh, as always, uh, let me finish with this. We're the Peach Basket. We are Voice of the Fan. We are home of fan experts like Nathaniel. And we exist to amplify the voice of passion basketball fans worldwide. It's going to be a great NBA season. And it's kicked off for us right now. Thanks very much. We'll talk again tomorrow. Nathaniel, thank you. The voice of the fan making noise, causing havoc. Zone a man up, you can ask Peach Basket. The Peach Basket, coming tune on air. The Peach Basket, where the news begins. We're dropping news like we're in the stands. Creative views from the average fans.